Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, hello. Glad to see everybody back. We have got so much going on around here. It is crazy. Save the date. November 16th and 17th, we are hosting an event here in Dallas, and it's going to be, well, it's an event. It's not really a seminar or a workshop or a conference, so I don't know. It's just an event. We have people coming from Aspen and from Fort Worth to present at this as well. It will be very interactive and engaging. Keep your eyes open And there will be more information on the website. So today's topic sent in by a listener. Thank you. Why would we want to have a relationship with our angels and guides if we're here to learn lessons and have experiences? Isn't that cheating? I love that question. Okay, I never really thought about it that way, honestly. So here's my thoughts. Yes, we are here to experience and have a lot of them. And there are lessons in that experience. Our soul is wanting to have these experiences it can't have when not in Earth, not in this dense energy. And we have a team because even on the best days and the best of times, this Earth is challenging. There are, okay, sometimes I'm a little tired of experiences, don't know about y'all, But it just doesn't have to be quite so complicated. So on the less important matters, it's kind of nice to have somebody in our corner to guide us down the path of least resistance. Can they intervene? We've talked about this. Can they intervene on important matters where there are soul lessons to be learned? No, afraid not. But on some of these more what we would think of mundane daily stuff, absolutely. Here's an example. I was buying a new car. So I knew this was, okay, back in the mid-90s. And I was going to do the whole minivan mom thing. So I had my two pretty young children, what, three and five. And my objective was to take my kids to as many dealerships in that day as I could to find the minivan we were going to buy. And I really didn't care which one it was. We were going to drive them all, see what we liked best. Boom, done. And my kids were my excuse. So I walked in the dealership and said, I have only amount of time until my kids are worn out and then we're done. So work with me. Well, before I hit any dealerships, I talked to my angels and asked them to guide me in the direction so that I would choose the car that was the best for us, what would suit our needs the best. I had no idea what to expect. This was pretty early on in my interactions with angels consciously. Well, this particular dealership, the vans were parked in the back of the new car lot, and we're trekking back there across all this lovely concrete And something just kind of caught my eye off to the side. There was something kind of sparkly and shining on the ground, on the concrete. So I walked over there for a closer look, and it was a little piece of confetti. You know those little metallic shapes that you put on party tables and so forth, and 
they come in probably a million different shapes and sizes. Well, this was pretty small, especially considering it got my attention from, oh, maybe five feet away. And guess what shape it was? Yes, an angel. And I want to be really clear. There was only one of them, one little piece who drops one piece of confetti. And that one caught the sun just right to get my eye. Hmm, coincidence? I think not. I truly stood there holding that, and I started laughing. The salesman thought I was a little loopy, I'm sure. But I was like, okay, I get it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I ended up leaving that dealership not buying that car because of the salesperson. In fact, I ended up not buying any car that day. So a few months later, I was ready to go back for round two, and I went to that one dealership where the angels told me to go. And as it turned out, after driving all of these, that car and one other car tied for first place between the kids and I. We all liked it. So I went back to that dealership, talked to a different salesman, told him my experience there. He knew immediately who I was talking about. And I said, you know, I'm finished looking. This is not fun. I am not anybody's Christmas bonus because that's how you're looked at when you walk in a dealership as a single white female. I said, so I know the make and model that I want. Make me an offer I can't refuse and you have a sell. Within 30 minutes, it was a done deal. So the angel was absolutely right. It just wasn't that first day, just wasn't the right time. But I wasn't in a hurry. And as it turned out, that was the perfect car. And it served us very, very well. Lots of memories and road trips in that car. So the angels can step in on that and guides, right, can step in on that kind of stuff. It was not a life-altering decision. Now, had I been looking at a used car and maybe there was a lemon that would have caused us real problem, and I'm guessing they could probably step in and help with that one too as a don't do that one. But this is a fun way that they can certainly be involved in your life and give you a little peace of mind. All right, so what if... You just feel like you're going through life and you're kind of alone. We all hit these moments or these periods of time where things are just really challenging and you feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, no one to turn to. It's pretty cool to know that you have a soul team on your side that can help out with that little stuff that can make such a huge difference. And then, of course, there's the big stuff that they can step in and we hear stories where angels come in and rescue people. The thing is, if you build a relationship with your angels and guides in non-stressful times and you get used to hearing and communicating with them, it makes it all the more easier to do that during stressful times. So the transition is easier. So another example, let's just say you're cruising down a highly trafficked highway or if you live in a city, you know, major thoroughfare where people like to go faster than they should. You're driving along, decide you want to switch lanes. You look, don't see anybody coming, but you have this little prompt to not switch lanes. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a car comes flying by you that you didn't see before, probably because they're going way too fast. Don't know about you. I live in Dallas. True story. It's happened. There's a pause, right? There's where a moment where your heart skips a beat, and it's, it's that realization of, crap, if I had switched lanes, what would have just happened? Either I would have gotten rear-ended, one of us would have ended up in the 
bunker wall there and the concrete wall. I mean, this could have gone really ugly really fast, but I listened to that little prompt, so I didn't switch. Okay, other side. Again, if I had changed lanes, it could have gotten really ugly. Well, then maybe my angel was giving me a prompt the first time to avoid all of that. If I had not followed it, followed the prompt, then I switched lanes. Now I'm in a traffic accident. Could have been a big, ugly deal. And now my angel has to step in with even more interference if it's not my time to go. I would prefer to listen the first time and save myself a whole lot of angst later on. Lessons learned, this is the voice of experience. What about in major lessons? You know, they can't step in. And remember that angels and guides, because you have free will, cannot intervene in your life unless you ask them in. All right, I'm Capricorn. I am task-oriented, and I'm in my head a lot. And I'm going to put all that in past tense because I worked really, really hard to balance that out and feel versus think. And here's the deal with the angels. When I first started consciously communicating with them, this drove me crazy. And yet it's pretty fun. Your guardian angels that are with you all the time are so loving and they're just so joyful and happy and they want you to be that way too. So when you ask them for guidance, Typically, the answer is yes. And if you ask them, okay, well, should I do this instead? The answer would be yes, because you're going to learn your lessons one way or the other. There are many paths to take to get there, and you're supported in whatever those are. Now, your lessons might vary a little bit. You might get some extra lessons along the way. So when you're asking and you just say, should I... Well, yes, you should, because your whole mission here is to have experiences and learn through those experiences. So you need to be a little more specific, like, if I do this, will I be able to learn my lessons with ease and grace? Or if I choose to do this, can I learn my lessons quickly and completely relatively pain-free or without a lot of pain? Word them so that you can bypass any extra hassle for yourself. (laughs) There's a tip. And I forget to ask for that sometimes. The whole point is we have this team to support us. You are here to have experiences and learn lessons. You can do that quickly or you can do that slowly. You choose your relationships to help you learn those. If it's a negative relationship and you know it's negative, you know it's not serving you, You can quickly say, this is not in my highest and best interest. Thank you for the lessons you've helped me learn. And namaste and part in peace. Try to keep goodwill. Or you can stay in a really negative relationship for a very long time and continue to learn those lessons over and over and over until you finally had a belly full and you're ready to walk away or never walk away. I do not believe you ever choose to come here to be repeatedly hurt physically, mentally, emotionally, and just take it over and over. Now, there is karma, and you might be in a relationship with somebody on some level. And by relationship, I'm talking employment, coworkers, friends, family, spouse, you know, whatever, whatever relationship. 
you might have karma with that person and ha- and maybe you weren't the best to them and now turnaround's fair play. And yet you can end that quickly or you can draw it out. You do have free will. So don't beat yourself up and go on and on and on about negativity or allow things to be really negative. So I don't find angels and guides communicating with us cheating. <laughs> it is lessening our burden. Okay, another example, at work, you have a team, right? And you may very well be completely competent to do that whole job on your own, and yet pieces of it are delegated to different people. And you come up with an end product because everybody contributed. Same thing here. You're here, you have your job, and if you can delegate some of those duties to other players on your team, like angels and guides, go for it, man. Just make it a little bit easier. Well, that's my two cents. My experience is your angels and guides love having a close, conscious relationship with you. They love you very much. They want to be involved. And you have to ask and invite them to help. But they're right there. And if there was an issue with that, if it really was cheating, then it wouldn't be an option, right? Universe has way more insight into all of this than we do. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, and podcast ideas, Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. Have a great rest of your day. I look forward to seeing you soon. Namaste.